pause. I, I of course, prepared my notes for our lesson this morning earlier in the week. We were talking on the energy of success. And, of course, as the week unfolded, it's been a very dynamic week. We've had two bombings. We've had another young person shot. We've had another police ambush. And we need to talk about this. And we're going to talk about it in context with the lesson this morning. Because when we're talking about energy, we're talking about working with and as the law of attraction. And one of the things that's going on for us right now, we're seeing it play out over and over and over and over again, is the contrast that we currently exist in. The contrast of respect, of love, of coming forward with an energy that is accepting the law, and the contrast of that new energy that's trying to come out evolution of consciousness that we have been talking about for quite some time. But yet, the old ways of being still has a grip. The old ways of being, of settling conflict, of how we address and react with other expressions of love, of other expressions of life, of other expressions of God, still has not risen to that level of awareness all of humanity. And so what we're seeing right now is this contrast playing out, and we're seeing it playing out often. So make no mistake about it, we cannot have a consistent, what's the word we want to use here, intelligent, loving conversation about ending violence in our world when focuses on the violence. We cannot have an awareness, a intelligent conversation of having everybody mutually loved and respected when we're not seeing that played out in the realm of whether it's politics or corporations or sometimes even on our face. However, begin looking at this. I noticed it today. I'm not going to go into detail. It's just somebody posted something that was a blatant untruth. And they recognized it as a blatant untruth. Okay? But yet, there it was, posted yet again. And what happens with these blatant untruths is it perpetuates. It perpetuates a little less than the volume of this. And so in that, as it perpetuates, that contrast. As spiritual beings operating in this realm of existence, we want to operate in what? Pure light and truth. Pure light and truth. And it is our responsibility to make sure that that is all that we're promoting. That is all that we're promoting. If we're not, then we have to understand the universal laws that we say we, we love to work with, that we want to enhance and better our lives with, they're always in always in play. And simply because it's political season doesn't mean they're not in play. Simply because somebody didn't know better on Facebook doesn't mean they're not in play. So it becomes our responsibility to begin saying, no, I don't want to see that. 
on my page or in my awareness, or here's the biggie. Stop what you're doing and affirm something better. Just for you. You don't have to engage the Facebook post. You don't have to go door to door and say, let me tell you who to vote for. Okay? You can stop and affirm something better. You can utilize the tools that you know work for you. Spiritual laws. I got up this morning and I read the first thing I saw was about the, on the, my news feed was about the bombing in New York. And of course, my immediate thoughts went to our members that just moved there, Charlie Brown and Vesta, and we're going to hear this later on. And then I had to go through my mind very quickly about the fact that, oh, they're on vacation in Connecticut, plus they no longer live in Chelsea, and went through the whole full spiel. But that's how my day I had to take a step back from that shot and then begin affirming something better. And I realized that what's playing out for us is truly a successful expression of energy, a successful expression of the contrast. Because the contrast, the energy is always going to manifest. The thought will always become the thing when it's given a strong focus. When it's given that strong focus. Whether that focus is in support or in denial, it is still focused. So we want to begin affirming and knowing something better. We want to begin working with these laws, spiritual laws, in such a manner that we are not only creating a life, an experience that is better for us, but is allowing for the betterment of all of humankind, which is allowing for those that follow us do not have to read about all the events that we read about this week. All the events that we read about this week. So I'm going to give you some homework right off the bat. And that is when you go home this week, when you go home today, and every day this week going forward, consider if you will, just doing affirmative affirmation work, Reiki work for our practitioner for an experience of pure love, pure joy, pure harmony for all. Begin that process internally. Because we know that one person is not going to make a difference in this huge landscape. I agree, one person is not. But one prayer will. One affirmation, one shift in consciousness, one new way of looking at the experience. Well, and as you make that shift within your consciousness, then the rest of the rest of humanity will begin to follow. Because as you raise your vibration, you raise the vibration of all of life. All of life. Now that utilizes the law of attraction. The law of Of course you do. Of course you do. So I don't want to. I don't want to bum us out because you know if we can go home and hear about the news. We don't want to hear about it here, right? But we want to talk about this this 
energy of success. And as you know, Maria, we've been talking about Maria named this book, The Energy of Money, all month long, but incorporating it into various aspects of our journey. And this week, we're talking about, of course, the energy of success. Let me share something Maria said. She said, successful people know how energy works. They know how to focus the various kinds of energy, money, time, physical vitality, creativity, among others, to, per- to convert their ideas, their dreams, and visions into reality. They know how energy works. And how energy works is simply through transformation. Energy never goes away. It never ends. It simply transforms from one state to another, either from the spiritual realm into the physical realm. And that transformation causes that transformation is a new idea, a new thought, a new vision. But a new idea focused is healing, focused on power. Now the question becomes, as you're working with this energy of success, this spiritual energy, how much feeling do you have behind, bless you, a new idea? How much feeling do you have behind the vision? Are you really excited about the vision that you're bringing forward. Does it bring you a sense of joy, peace, and contentment? Maybe a feeling of bliss. A feeling of bliss. Oh, well, you know, I don't know about bliss, because, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about starting a new company. And that's, that's work. You know? I, I don't know if I should have be blissful when I'm trying to do my job. two-thirds, sometimes more than half your day. Why not feel blissful because you're doing the job? Whether that job is your own company or working for someone else, the universe responds to those higher vibrations. And that's how this energy works that Maria was talking about. You never heard of Dale Carnegie or a Rockefeller going, I hate my Railroads are just driving me nuts. They loved what they did, and their enthusiasm would show through. And that's where we want you to go. We want you to know that that enthusiasm is energy, and it cannot be dissipated from your experience. Throughout this this book, throughout this series, we've been talking a lot about self-assessment, and really begin looking at what is it that I'm offering to the universe to create my experience? Because every day, we're offering something. Now, we can say we're offering action. We can say we're offering thought. We can say we're offering vision. But in actuality, what we're offering is energy. What we're offering is energy. And often, our level of energy, how we feel, is based on old beliefs, old ideas, old experiences. And Maria calls these old ideas, these old experiences, levels of knowing. Levels of knowing. And in these levels of knowing, we want to begin looking at, okay, what is my knowing? What is my awareness of this past event? Is it supportive of where I want to be? And if the self-assessment says no, then we can begin to dismantle 
particular level of knowing to create a new one. You have a level of knowing that you'd like to recreate. Is there something going on in your journey where you say, well, you know, right now, this is how I've always operated. This is what I've been trained to operate as. And I've tried very hard. But I'm going to keep doing it because I was told this is the way to do it. How many singers sing the same way? Now, they all have a different tune. They all kind of have a different rhythm. And what we want to look at is they're operating to a rhythm that is unique to them. They're following their bliss. So perhaps the rhythm that you need to operate from is your own. Perhaps it's time to forget about doing it the way you were trained or the way others do and begin coming forward with something new and unique to you. What's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. So if there's something going on for you that you want to shift, that you want to change up, who says it has to be done? We're here to express your individuality, your divine uniqueness, not to follow the crowd. I like it. Alona agrees with me. So you know I'm right. She's over there nodding her head. Begin picking up something that allows you to follow your bliss. And ask excited about going forward and doing something new, but they're so drawn into their old paradigm that they have to argue for it. You know, I can't do that because I'm a certain age, I'm a certain sex, I'm a, I'm a certain whatever. And the reality is, the only thing certain about you is that you are pure creative energy. You are pure spirit and form coming forward to express
level of knowing, the structure of knowing, and it's a mental model of how things work combined with a core belief that when confronted with the physical realm, within the physical realm of those mental, mental models, these structures of knowing serve to limit, serve to limit, and they filter how we see the world and color our experience. Because we've got it ingrained in us that it's not supposed to happen this way. But the universe doesn't care how it happens. The universe doesn't need you to care how it happens. Leave that up to the universe. Your role is simply to get all the preconceptions out of the way, to remove those structures of knowing, and stay centered in your bliss. There's a great story about two sailors. Two sailors were sitting down, they're having a conversation like sailors do, you know, two pirates, pirates. And one pirate says, well, you know, they were they were out at sea, and after, after a month at sea, they discovered that their mast, you know, things that hold the sails up, that the mast had been eaten through by one of the sailors says, oh, that's just horrible. That's horrible. And the second sailor, or the first sailor said, well, you know, I thought so too at first, but it turned out to be good luck. Because right after we took the sails down to fix the mast, we were hit by a squall. And suddenly, it would surely have blown us over had we not taken the sails down. And the second pirate says, well, you know, that's very lucky. And then the first one says, well, that's what I thought at the time, too. But because our sails were down, we couldn't steer ourselves. And because we could, because of the wind, we were blown onto a reef, and it knocked a big hole in the side of the boat. And the, and the second pirate said, oh, well, that's just horrible. That is bad luck. And the first pirate said, well, I thought so, too, at first. But it turns out, on this island, we had a lot. And as we got to explore the island, we came across a buried treasure, which is exactly what we were looking for to begin with. And the first one, and the second pirate said, well, I guess it did all work out. I guess it did all work out. The story demonstrates an event is not good or bad, except maybe something hasn't turned out to be an advantage in this moment doesn't mean that it's never going to be. doesn't mean that it's never going to be. The story is complete the moment you close the book and stop creating the story. What story are you creating? What story are you creating?
there are want to understand that the universe supports our heart's desire, as it is the universe's presence, the goddess, whatever creating that is, that is what's creating that desire within us. There's not our desire, there's simply that impulse of creation wanting to come forward as something And when our structure of knowing has us so Or the, or the story behind the exercise is to, to visualize if you have something in front of you that's causing you a little angst, a little worry, something that you don't want to accomplish, you visualize the screen between you and the experience that's coming up. You slowly visualize the screen coming down, the screen of anxiety. When it's down far enough, you just step over into a new way of being, into a new way of expressing. So think about this for a moment. Now, Stratton Smith used this exercise as a way to get past worries or concerns. What if we could call this the screen of hearing, or the screen to dissolve structures of knowing. And we saw the screen, our miracle on the other side, our new desire on the other side. And the screen simply represents all the what ifs, all the monkey mind chatter, the negative self talk, just coming down, just coming down, slowly going down until finally we are able to step over and step said, your journey, your journey to discover miracles in your relationship is much like Percival's search for the grail. You are preparing your mind to distinguish your true life's intention from your monkey mind's chatter as you trade the comfortable and the familiar for experience, you begin seeing them for what they are. And what they are are simply demonstrations of energy. And since we are getting ourselves familiarized with how to work with energy, transform with energy, we can begin to say it has no bearing on the blood that I have given. It has no bearing unless I choose to continue focusing on it. So what I'm going to focus on now is creating my miracle, creating my heart's desire. 
Gandhi said, every worthwhile accomplishment, big or little, has its stages of drudgery and triumph. Beginning of struggle. Beginning of struggle. Allow yourself to get started. Understand that in that starting, it can be starting as simple as doing the affirmation, as simple struggle, that you have a struggle, is actually the birth of the spiritual energy coming forth. What Maria said before order from the spiritual to the physical realm. And yes, that's going to feel a little bit heavy. It's going to feel sometimes like a struggle. But you keep doing it. You keep going through one step at a time. Take a baby step. Take a baby step. And then, Esther Hicks said this. She said, Enlightenment means literally aligning to the energy of my choice. And genius is only about focusing the law of attraction. And the law of attraction takes care of everything else. Disciplined humans often want to make enlightenment about finding some process and moving through that process, moving through the process that has been pre-described. But true enlightenment is moving into the the language, the internal inspiration part that is coming from the individual life. The language of the universe is not about the spiritual laws that we apply. The language I can tell you what we know. What we know is this, is that in this moment, you are, without a doubt, the most powerful person who has ever come to this physical journey. Throughout all of the lifetime of humanity, the reality is some accept this truth and some will not. Some are going to take this truth, say, okay, let's go home, and we're going to start creating something new right now in this moment. 
Others are going to have to digest it and chew on it a little bit. Chew on it a little bit. And wherever someone is in that accepting it right now or chewing on it a little bit later on, the reality is the truth of that statement is not diminished. The truth of that statement is not diminished. So what we want you to get clear about is it's okay if you're one of those that needs to chew on it a little bit before you can fully accept it. Because the reality is we're going to accept that truth. And we're going to hold that idea of as we want everyone else to move into that awareness of mutual love and respect for the life. When we do that, we'll be working with the energy of success. So we're going to talk about